Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman, alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. The energy is popping in the studio today. Joel just did 10 burpees to get ready for today's broadcast. How are you, Joel? Always a pleasure. I am excited. Today, we're going to devote a ton of time talking about 401ks, 401ks, 403bs, any type of an account that you transfer money into out of your paycheck and you have somewhat of a choice where that money gets invested. I can't even tell you how many people have, here's some real technical investment lingo, folks, blown themselves up. Um, That's what we say in in the investment business when you pick a bad investment that just goes horribly awry, blowing yourself up. I can't tell you how many people have blown themselves up because they reacted when the market dropped like crazy and then it came back up, so they sold low and they started to, you know, they bought in after it already came back. And then people that make poor investments every year because of the way they decide what in what funds to invest in within their 401k. So a lot of this show is going to be devoted to 401ks, pros and cons of the way you manage your 401k. So there are kind of two ends of the spectrum on this. You have the people that don't pay any attention to their 401k at all couldn't even tell you how to log into it, um, which is not all bad because you have your paychecks going in every pay period. And if you don't pay any attention to it, at least you don't overthink it. But it would be good if you paid some attention. But at the other end of the spectrum, we have people that pay way too much attention and overthink things. And as you said, blow themselves up. So what are some of the overthinking things that people do? Well, let's maybe start at the other end of the spectrum first. When people don't pay any attention at all to their 401k, what tends to go wrong? Well, what tends to go wrong is they end up with the wrong mix between stocks and bonds. So they don't necessarily adjust their mix going forward, which should happen every, I would say, one to three years. So let's take somebody in their 40s and they just pick one fund or maybe even they pick the S&P 500 fund and they don't pay any attention. They're just making those contributions year after year after year. Well, that's great. And the fact that they're not checking it, they probably do better than the people that are checking it and making adjustments, the, the participants. But what happens is then they get close to retirement and a down market, you know, can many times take two, three, four years to recover. You know, we saw a time in the uh, in the early 2000s where it took until 2007 to get back up to the level that we were at in 2000. And so it might take, let's say, seven years to recover, and that downturn happens too close to them being in retirement, and then they never recover because they start taking income out of the plan. So the big mistake if people aren't checking their 401ks is that their adjustment in the beginning isn't right, their mix of funds isn't right, and they don't adjust that as they get closer to retirement. So you said that those people who don't pay any attention at all still often do better than the people who pay attention too much. So the people that are obsessing over it, what are they doing wrong? Well, they're typically, first of all, the people that are just doing everything themselves without any help at all, I'm going to use strong language here, but they're naive. They're just, to, to, to think that you can analytically manage your own money, I only know of a few people that can really do that. So, you know, we get blindsided by what we, what we don't know and what we don't acknowledge. The more somebody makes adjustments with their own money, the more, in my experience, they tend to do poorly and damage their own financial future. 
And so here, here's one of the things that happens is they look at what funds performed the best last year or the last three years, and they direct their money towards those funds. Usually what happens is you're buying something after that particular investment style has done well, and you're buying it when it's at the peak, and then that investment style goes out of vogue, which all investment styles go in and out of vogue, and so you just bought at the top, and then you sit there and ride it down. And then a little bit later, now you're going to go and say, oh, wait a minute, mine isn't doing well. That investment style isn't doing well. That particular fund isn't doing well. But this one over here is, so now I'm going to shift my money from the fund that's not doing well over to the fund that has just done well recently. And what you keep doing is you're buying high, selling low. You're selling low to go into something that's more expensive. You're going to get bored with that one and sell low again. And you're just buying high, selling low, buying high, selling low, buying high, selling low, and creating a situation where you never get the performance you could have had had you just stuck with a good strategy or worked with a professional that can subtly cautiously adjust that portfolio based on current environments and what's going on. I don't want people to think that you're just supposed to set something and forget it completely. That's not the case. Um, But it's the people that think they're really smart that tend to get in the most trouble. That's what I've seen in the 30 years I've been in this business. There's a huge company out in Los Angeles. I don't don't want to name them, but they manage uh, well over a trillion dollars. And they're privately held. And their employees have access to the very same funds that they use for their clients. And I remember asking one of the top people there, one of the managing directors there, well, what are the employees? How do, how do you guys pick your funds? And what they said is they look at what did the worst last year and put their new contributions into that. Totally counterintuitive of people that tend to manage their own 401ks and they typically put their money into what performed the best. This particular company, because they believed in their investment style and they knew that, oh, it's just certain styles that go in and out of vogue because they were competent at picking stocks, their employees take their money and put it into what did the worst recently. Very counterintuitive, very hard for people to do on their own without having some guidance and some coaching to do that. Well, so, Joel, if somebody wants some help with this, I mean, historically, the issue with the 401k has always been uh, you're on your own. That's just the nature of that account. And you can't ask anybody at your company for help because they're not only not qualified to help, but they are legally not allowed to give you investment recommendations. So how can somebody get professional help with their 401k when it's essentially set up as a vehicle that's meant for them to manage themselves? Well, there's two ways. I'm going to tell you about one right now, and then a little bit later in the program, I'm going to tell you a specific way uh, you can get help right now. But let me just tell you what we will offer to all of our listeners right now. We will help you allocate your 401k, whether you are a client of ours or not. Give us a call. Set up a time to come in. All you have to do is bring your 401k statement. You don't have to bring anything else. We don't even need a copy of it. But come in, sit down with us, have a cup of coffee. Let us look at that 401k statement. We can look at that statement, probably step out of the room for just a few minutes, come back and make recommendations based on your individual situation on how you should be investing that 401k. It's real simple. Uh, You don't even have to go through the whole financial planning process. We will ask you some questions about your individual situation, but we will help you spot mistakes that you're making in your 401k. We want to help you do that. Again, there's no obligation. Um, We are here for the long term. So if you want to become a client someday in the future, that's great. Um, But we want to help you with this 401k, especially in this time that we're in right now. So give us a call. Set up a time to visit 1-800-705-1232. Again, that's 1-800-705-1232. 
705-1232. In a moment, I'm going to tell you about a specific plan that you can use to have somebody else help you with this. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But for now, call to set up a time to visit 1-800-705-1232. Again, 800-705-1232 if you'd like that 401k review. 800-705-1232. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. You've seen Joel on TV. He's the host of Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundland, also on WCBV Channel 5 in Boston. Joel, what say we answer a few questions from the mailbag here? Uh, we're going to start today with Marty, who says, I've heard that you need to have between 15 and 20 times your annual salary in savings to be able to retire comfortably. Do you think that figure is accurate? Well, that's a good question, Marty. I would say it's fairly accurate. Let's just talk about the 20 times. So let's say you want a $50,000 income in retirement and you want to take that 50000 off of your investments accounts. Well, 20 times 50000 that's a million dollars. Another way to look at it is if you have a million dollars and you're taking 5% off of it, it's 50000 So that 20 times number, it's fairly accurate of the amount of money that you want to take off your investments. Remember, if your goal is 50,000, you've got social security. If you have social security coming in, that's part of that 50,000. If you have a pension, that's part of that 50,000. So the 15 to 20 times is really just the amount of additional income you need over guaranteed sources. So I I hope I didn't make that too complicated, Um, but the 15 to 20 times, 20 times is a 5% return on your investment. So again, if I have social security and I want an additional 50,000 a year, 20 times 50,000 is a million dollars. It's a pretty good benchmark. You don't have to have that much. If you're willing to buy from an insurance company something that looks like a pension, you don't have to have that much. But it's a general rule of thumb, I think, for saving for retirement. Well, that's the best thing to understand about all of these rules of thumb, right? Like, it's a good place to start a conversation. It's in no way actual financial planning. It's just if you're way off, if you have four times your income saved, well, that's probably a red flag that you don't have enough. Or if you have 50 times your income saved, you're probably in great shape. But just because you say, all right, well, I'm in that 15 to 20 times range, that doesn't actually mean you're fine. That's correct. That's correct. It's just like you said, John, it's a benchmark. Um, Think of it as kind of guardrails. You know, if you're way off, um, then, you know, you need to get to it. And maybe you need to talk with somebody to just help you get some guidance on what steps to take first. If you end up where you've only got need $50,000 a year of income and you got you know, $7 million, then you're in great shape. And now it's more of a matter of estate planning and so on. All right. Ruth has a question. She says, my sister and I have been trying to get mom to deed her house over to us so that they can't take it later on to pay for nursing home care. Is there anything I should know about that process before doing it? Well, I would see a Medicaid attorney or an elder care attorney. We can direct you to a couple great ones in the area here. Um, You want to be careful because if she deeds the house over to you, first of all, there's a look back period without getting too technical. There's a period of time that has to go by before it is 100% protected. And also, if it's in your names and let's say you get in a car accident and somebody gets sued, that now is your asset. They can go after that asset and then mom doesn't have anywhere to live. And so it really needs to be done properly. But the idea of getting the house out of your mom's name is a good one. That is typically the route to go to protect that asset against having to spend it down to pay for a nursing home. 
So be sure you're factoring in all of the, the pros and cons of that before you just go and do it. How about Helen, who says, my husband just died a few weeks ago, and his first wife is trying to claim that she's entitled to his life insurance money. She feels that it should go to her because he was still paying alimony, but I've been the one paying the premiums for the last 10 years, so I feel it should go to me. Who's right? Who's right is who's named as the beneficiary on the insurance policy. Uh, they're going to get the money. An insurance policy, Helen, is a contract. And what that means is whatever that contract says, it's a contract between the insurance company and the owner of that policy. Whoever the owner put down as the beneficiary, that is who will get the proceeds. The insurance company will not get involved in some kind of a litigation or a, um, or a dispute over beneficiaries. And so that's all you have to look at. Look at whoever was the beneficiary. That beneficiary will fill out the paperwork. The beneficiary typically that's trying to do a death claim should work with a financial advisor to to fill out that paperwork because it can be a little daunting. And the insurance companies many times aren't much help and they can't give you advice. But with that said, whoever the beneficiary is on that policy, that's who's going to get the money. You mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we were talking about 401ks and you know, the, the idea that it's mostly expected, that it's just something you manage yourself. It's not something that your company can help you with. Uh, but you were saying there are some ways where you can get a little bit of help managing that 401k. You, you gave the offer earlier for people to get the 401k review. But if somebody says, look, I, I don't want to pick the funds in the 401k myself. I want somebody to do that for me. I mean, historically, that's mostly been not possible, right? But that's a little bit different now. Yeah, it's different now. We manage millions of dollars in 401k assets for clients. We don't have the assets in-house. They're not custodied by us. Um, They are held at the 401k companies. So let's say somebody is still working for, oh, I don't know, let's just say General Electric. They have the General Electric 401k, but we can actually manage that 401k for the client. Again, we don't take the money out of the 401k. We manage it while it's in the 401k. wasn't available uh, just a few years back, but now it's available. And the benefit the client gets from that, they get professional management. They get somebody that's emotionally removed from their individual family situation making decisions. Once we can remove the emotions from those 401k investment decisions, people tend to do better in my experience. And there's going to be a lot more knowledge that we have about the particular options within that 401k. Not that that knowledge can't be accessed by the client, but it's unlikely the client would ever access that knowledge or or know where to look. And so again, we have millions of dollars that we manage without taking the money out of the client's 401k. It's a great solution. Um, For the most part, it's an automatic rules-based type of management. So we're looking at that account, but we're using certain rules to allocate the money, to invest the money, to make adjustments as time goes on. And the client has the peace of mind of knowing, hey, this is being taken care of. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to try to pick the right funds or try to make sure I'm in the right funds. And what they tend to do is they will do better not always, but most of the time they will do better because they're not emotionally involved. There's a third party in there managing the money right where it already is. They don't even have to move the money. And so we can help you with that, folks. You just call the number, 1-800-705-1232. Go on our website, um, you know, fill out a little form or send us a message. Let us know you want to have a conversation about that. We have many clients where that's the only financial relationship we have with them is helping them manage their 401 They don't have other money with us. Some people don't have any other money other than their 401k. Other people, um, they just don't have other money with us except for the 401k that we manage. We've got
gotten quite good at it. We have a number of different options. Um, but the beauty of it is people don't have to take their money out of their employer's 401k for us to be able to do that. And by the way, every once in a while, it makes it's sense. I shouldn't say every once in a while. A lot of times it does make sense to roll the money out of the 401k, put it into an individual retirement account. We can manage it there for you. But sometimes you can't do that. And when you can't do that, the option is to, again, help you manage it within that 401k. If you want us to do that, just give us a call. In fact, give us a call. Let's just do a 401k review for you. And if you have IRAs, if you've already retired, let us do that for you. There's no reason with what's happening in the world right now, with what's going on in the economy, and I, I think the worst is yet to come. I, I just don't think this whole situation has gone through the system yet. You need to be positioned properly. So call us, come on in, even if you're working with another advisor. Many people, when we first meet them, are. That's okay. No obligation. But I want to make sure that you are positioned properly for the next six months, 12 months, couple years. Use this opportunity to do a reset on your retirement planning. And if you're already retired, maybe this is even more important to protect you against the downside. So call right now, 1-800-705-1232. We do not have enough time to see everybody that asks for an appointment. So call now, 1-800-705-1232. You'll get that 401k review. If you want any other help with any other investments, let us know, one 800 Seven zero five one two three two. And John, I want to also just mention I was with a client this last week, and she had some tax questions. And you know, a lot of times people don't understand the difference between a wealth manager and somebody that's just an investment manager. We don't just manage investments; we give advice on taxes. Um, I'm a certified financial planner. We have a number of them here in our office, so we can uh, give advice on taxes. Um, we help people with estate planning. We do a number of different things. So any question that you have come to us first. 1-800-705-1232. Call now, set up a time to visit. Again, that's 800-705-1232. 800-705-1232. No cost, no obligation. Whether you want that 401k review or you want the money map retirement review that Joel has offered for so many years at Johnson Brunetti, it's your chance to come in and get some clarity on where you stand with your money. 800-705-1232 is that number to call. 800-705-1232. Joe, we have a few minutes left in today's show. Let's take a couple more mailbag questions. How about Paul who says, interest rates are low. Would it be a good time to pull some equity out of my home in a refinance in order to pay off some other debt? Uh, I believe that is a good idea. Um, if you can get favorable mortgage rates, and, and again, I would want to see your total situation before you absolutely go ahead with this, but the way you're thinking about this is correct. Why not use mortgage money, which your interest usually is tax deductible, pay off higher interest debt and get a nice fresh start. The key there is that you don't go back into debt the same way you got into debt in the first place, which may be credit cards and car loans and so on. But, you know, again, if you can borrow money right now at three and a half, four percent, um, maybe tax deductible interest, pay off seven, eight, ten percent loans. That's a great idea. And it's also just a great idea for simplicity's sake. It's just nice to only owe money on your house and have no other debt. There's, it's a very freeing feeling when you don't owe anybody anything. Jenny says, I know that you've mentioned that you have kids, so I'm interested to hear your take on this. I have two kids, both in their mid-20s. 
neither one of them seemed to be able to really leave the nest. They've had trouble getting jobs and getting themselves onto solid financial footing. What suggestions do you have for those of us with kids who just haven't quite figured out the money stuff? Yeah, I know this is real hard, Jenny, but I think you just need to give them a deadline and say you've got to move out. And, and that is really, really hard to do. I understand that. But when there is a safety net um, in an unhealthy way, I don't think the kids are ever going to realize their potential. Um, I think they need to get out there and have a tough time and maybe live in a not so great apartment with a couple of roommates and, you know, take whatever job is available. And I think sometimes you need to force them to do that. And again, I, I realize that is hard to do. We've, we haven't had to do that with any of our kids, um, I should say, yet, because you never know. Um, but I see so many clients that struggle with that. And, and it just it ends up not being it, it ends up being something that we're trying to help the kids and we're hurting them. And I know that I've seen it over and over again because of the folks that we've dealt with in our business. And as you can imagine, when we help people do financial planning, we meet people from all walks of life, blue collar, white collar, business owners, um, people that inherited money, all walks of life. And I've never seen a situation where somebody has lived in their parents' home well into their 20s and they benefited from that. Very interesting. Well, uh, I, I'm just curious. I mean, what kinds of things did you do with your kids when they were younger to teach them about money? Or was it just more of a they picked it up by osmosis sort of thing? No, they definitely don't pick it up by osmosis. That does not happen. Um, so we did a couple of things. One is, you know, they got an allowance. And when they were out of their allowance, they were out of their allowance. There wasn't any, oh, can I get an advance on next week's allowance? And it, it, wasn't, it was a very modest allowance, you know, $5, $10, $20, that kind of thing. Um, they, we did not buy them a car. This is a huge thing that I saw in our town. You know, all these parents went out and bought their kids' cars. And when I say bought their kids' cars, I mean like brand new cars, $30,000, $35,000 cars. We did not do that. We said we will match what you save. And so when our boys turned 16 years old, they had saved, for instance, $3,000. We gave them another three, and they went out and bought a $6,000 car. Believe it or not... You can buy a five or $6,000 car that is just a fine vehicle, safe and new, and it looks great. So I don't get it when, well, I don't want to pass judgment, but we did not just buy our kids stuff. Um, so I think that was a big part of it. My oldest boy, you know, we weren't in the financial situation that we are right now. So um, he took some student loans to go to school. And then afterwards, I offered to pay those off when he graduated. He said, no, Dad, I want to pay them off myself. So there's definitely a financial responsibility that we've um, put into our kids. And, um, you know, all of them have earned their own money. And, you know, the older I get, the more I realize, hey, you know, maybe it wasn't quite as much to do with me, um, but I think we were fortunate to, to do things right as we were as with all parents just trying to figure stuff out. But just buying your kids outright stuff, um, I've seen that hurt a lot of families, and so we didn't do that. Um, they, they earned their money. Um, we weren't mean about it, but they earned their money, and you know what? I think they appreciated the things that they had had to work for more. They, they all had to go and get jobs not in my business. So most of them worked for my company. But um, I, three of my boys worked at the local pizza shop washing dishes. Um, you know, just hard, hard work. And I think that also really helped them. They had to go work. 
That's how it works with uh, Chick-fil-A and the Truett family. You don't just automatically get to run a Chick-fil-A restaurant because you're part of the Truett family. You have to go work for two years in some other industry. And then if you want to come back to Chick-fil-A, you can. So pretty interesting. Uh, Joel, one more time before we get out of here, give us the 30-second recap of that 401k review that you offered. So bring in your 401k statement. Uh, we'll sit down and visit with you. You don't have to give it to us. We'll go over it right there. We'll pop out of the room, do some research, and help you choose the right funds in your 401k. Obviously, if you want to do that by phone or so on, you can do that too. Um, you know, set an appointment up with a qualified financial advisor. But make sure you're doing the right thing. So we can do a review with you, make recommendations based on your situation. We can also manage that 401k with you, for you, I should say, without you moving it out of the company. You can fire us anytime you want, um, but try us out. Um, I think we'll do a lot better than you'll do on your own. One more time, that number to call if you'd like to get that 401k review, 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. We'll talk with you next week, same time, same place, right here on Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Have a great week. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.